kids, you might want to come down the front because there's a couple of people I want to introduce to you. But you're going to have to like sit on the floor because they might need all this space here. But if you just want to sit down there, you can. But this morning, I've got two people that I've invited to come and share with you. And these people come from a long time ago. Okay? And what they're going to do is they're going to share with you their story of when they heard God call them and speak to them. Now, they're going to be right here. They're going to be right here. So the, the first person I want to introduce to you is, a, is, a, is an old prophet. Well, he was once a young boy, but he's an old prophet. And I want to introduce you to him. He's from the Bible times. And his name is Samuel. So I'm going to invite Samuel to come on up. All right, kids, stay on the floor. Stay back there. Hey, folks, why don't you welcome Samuel? Here's Samuel. Oh, I'm getting too old for this Shiloh shops. I just far too far to go these days. I need a young one to go get me my gear. You there, over, young one, come over here, would you? All right, I need you to go to the shops for me. I need a quart of oil, a sack of barley, and a big bucket of hellfire and brimstone. Samuel, the <laughs> servant of the Most High God? Yes, yes, that's me. Whoa, aren't you the one that anointed King David, King of all Israel? You've got my number, young one, that's who I am. Whoa, how'd you get a gig like that? Well, let me tell you, since you asked. It really comes from being able to hear the voice of God and then obediently respond to that. Sure, I've anointed kings and I've taken the kingdom away from kings, Saul before David. But I am known as the great prophet Samuel and when people want to hear God speak, they come and ask me. They come and ask me what it is God has to say. If they want to go off to war, who do they ask? me. They come and ask if they want to know what God thinks, if the year's going to be good, if we go off to war, if we, where is the voice of God, they come and ask me. Do you know why they ask me? Why? That wasn't in the script, but well done, you took the cue. (laughs) Well, since you asked, they ask me because, because I hear God speak. And that all started out when I was just a wee band, just a little boy. And I was in the, in the house that I was staying in of Eli the priest. I was staying in the tabernacle. How I got to be there is a story, a whole other story. But if you want to know, you read 1 Samuel chapter 1. And I was living in the tabernacle. And I was laying in bed one night, a little boy, and I thought I heard Eli call my name. Samuel, Samuel, 
he said. And so I ran to Eli because I was his right-hand boy. I would do what he told me to do in the service of God. And, he, and I went into Eli and I said, what's wrong? You asked for me, here I am. And he said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed, I didn't call you. So I was lying in bed again. And then I heard him call me again. Samuel, he said, Samuel. And Eli said, I didn't call you, Samuel. Go back to bed. It's okay. Go back to bed. You're hearing things. And once again, I heard a voice call to my, call my name. Samuel. Samuel, he said. And so I went into Eli and I said, here I am. You called me. And he said, I didn't call you, but next time you hear God speak, you say to him, here I am, Lord. Your servant is listening. All right, good tip. Now, I went back and I lay down. And I, do you think I was going back to sleep? No. You go back to sleep when you need to go to bed, don't you, buddy? Yes, good boy. You make sure of it. <laughs> but I went back to bed. And I heard, Samuel. And I said what Eli told me to say. I said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And God, the living God, came and told me what he was about to do. And it was a scary word and a hard word. And he was going to rip the priesthood from the house of Eli and his children were in big trouble. The rest is history, young one. Young pad one. The rest is history of where I have heard God speak and passed on his message then to the people. Where God gave me a word, I was obedient to that word, and here I am today. Leading the people in the priestly role, too old and too decrepit to go down to the Shiloh shops. <laughs> now, what was I needing? What was, it? what was I needing? I needed a quart of oil, a sack of barley, there was something else. A bucket of hellfire and brimstone. That's the one. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Samuel. Now, I've got another person I'm going to introduce to you now, and she has, she has come from a long time ago as well, and she's from the Bible, and I want to introduce you to her. Her name is Deborah. Would you welcome Deborah? Come on over here, Deborah. Oh, thank you, Kirk. Oh, this Canaanite thing is weighing so heavily on me. Usually I know what to say to my people, but... I don't know what to say to them about the way that the Canaanites are oppressing us and have been for years and years. Usually, you know, when I'm sitting and giving counsel to my people, what I do is I sit and listen to what their problems are and they come and they sit down with me and I can kind of chat with them. Like there might be two, two men that come to me and they have an issue about land and... 
somehow I just see situations for what they are and, and I kind of know what questions to ask them to get to the real issue. And, you know, there is, I'm sitting under the palm, that's where they all find me, under the palm tree. Um, if there's a woman maybe that's lost her husband and needs to know about how she goes about things, she comes to me and I can, you know, and often then I think about there's just things that come to mind. God gives me reminders of his holy law and what, what he, uh, he has planned for widows and I can advise her. But this one, God, what do I say? They've been oppressed for years. And it's actually killing me, God. I just, you know, I see Barak, instead of leading our army, day by day, he's just losing confidence. And he's not leading us anymore. And the men are scared. Oh, God. It kills me to see Israel suffering like this. Just, oh, God, you know, that I love these people. I love them like my own children. And I get frustrated when they turn away from you. But God, they are turning towards you now, Jesus. And they're, not Jesus, because you know, uh, God, Almighty One. They are, they are calling to you. Do you hear? Do you hear them, God? And I, I see their suffering. And I, and I, I can't bear to think that they might just carry on like this. And I can't bear to think that they would think that you, almighty one, don't care about them. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You feel like this too, don't you? Oh, you're giving me a piece of your heart, aren't you? These things that I feel. Mm. Oh, God, you are a God of mercy and compassion. Oh, how you love us. Yes, how could I forget? You remind me again and again of how you saved the Israelites from Egypt. Our journey of how you made yourself visible to us in fire and smoke and cloud. Oh, God, you have never left us. And you miraculously fought battles for us. I mean, there were, yes, you remind me again and again when I think about the things you have done for me. I remember how good you are and how I can look to you and God, as I do that, I feel my faith rising because I remember all that you are. And I sense in this time, as I look to you, I sense faith rising. This is you speaking to my soul. And I sense I have this hope and I sense, wake up, Deborah. That's what you're saying. Wake up, Deborah. Wake up. And you're saying, arise, Barak. And as I'm thinking about that, of course, you always gave your people the victory. And I'm seeing it now. I think you're saying that the victory is to be ours again. And just imagine, actually, I see this picture in my head now, this picture unfolding. Of course, God. I see it now. I see the tribes of Israel coming together and uniting 
who, who are, who are going to be the ones to fight for us, God? Yes, I see the name Zebulun, Issachar. Issachar is going to be a tribe. Gilead, yes. Naphtali, I see them coming together. In my mind's eye, I have this picture. They're coming together. Barak is leading them. I see them marching in the valley, united, 10,000 warriors. I can see this happening. Father, you, we don't have short, swords and shields, but we have your heart. And where your presence goes with us, you have shown us again and again. We can be victorious. And I see us marching down that valley. And I see the enemy army coming. And I see... Oh, in this picture, they're not walking away with plunder. The enemy is not walking away with treasures. It's like something happened, and it's like the stars kind of fought the battle for us. But at the end, there is victory. Yes, 10,000 warriors. Thank you, almighty God. I have this sense as you give me these pictures, there's a surety in my being. And I know it's just this strange thing. It's a knowing that it's from you. I know that these are the instructions from you. I know that I know that I know this is from you. And I thank you, almighty God. And I hear you saying, get ready. Oh, march with me, Lord, and give me courage. Right. Somebody get Barak. Barak, get ready. He is for us. He is for us. Thanks, Deborah. <clears throat> hey, some of you, some of you may not know this, but Deborah was an amazingly powerful woman in the kingdom of God. And if you read the story, it's pretty gruesome, some of the things that she went on and did. But if you want to go and read some more about that, or if you want to read that to your kids, Judges 4 and 5. All right? Judges 4 and 5. Have a... But those two characters that you just got to meet this morning, both Samuel and Deborah, had an encounter where they heard God speaking to them. And in the last two weeks... I have met so many Christians who do not hear God speaking to them. When that is a birthright of children to be able to hear their father. Jesus says in John chapter 8, 47, Jesus says, those who belong to God hear his voice. Let me just repeat that to you. Those who belong to God hear his voice. I think it's fundamentally important that every single one of us in this room, be us, you know, one of these young youngsters here or the most senior in this room, and you are a follower of Jesus. It is your birthright as a child of the kingdom of God to hear God speaking to you, speaking to your heart, 
speaking to your mind, speaking audibly around your natural ears. I want to tell you a very brief story and then I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit because I believe this is on God's heart this morning that everybody in here who belongs to God and there may be some of you in here this morning that for the first time or maybe it's been a while since you've even had a conversation with God but for everyone in here there's an invitation to hear God again and to take the potatoes out of the ears, all right? We're going to ask God to come and open up our ears again to hear him. I want to tell you two quick stories. The first one was when I was about 19 years of age and it was very late at night very early in the morning actually and I was on my push bike and I was riding along Debra Road from out at Lake Kowongba where the rowing club is and there's no lights along Debra Road at silly hours in the morning and as I was riding along that road I was riding back towards Petrie and I started to have some conversation with God my heart started to feel really desperate like something needs to change in my life and so between the rowing club and the Petrie roundabout where I met up with a whole group of other friends by the time I met them they were carrying on doing some crazy stuff and I was just like my heart's just not in it anymore Something had happened on that little bike ride where God started to tell me something about how much he loved me and my heart started to come alive. Well, that night I, <clears throat> I went home and took a bunch of friends back to my parents' house because they had nowhere to stay for the night and so I just said, you'll be right, come home to my house. And so I slept them all on the carpet downstairs in my parents' house And woke up the next day, and the next day was a Sunday. And as I was driving all my friends back to their homes, my friends said to me, we need to do this again tonight. And I just went, I can't do this anymore. That Sunday night, I went to church And when I went to church, I can't even remember what the person up the front was saying. Probably a bit like, you're never ever going to remember what I'm saying right now. Like all good sermons. I I don't have a clue what the bloke up the front said. But all I do remember was that there was an opportunity given to me to meet Jesus. And so I did. I went down the front, they prayed with me, and in that moment when they prayed with me, I closed my eyes and God began to speak to my heart. And he said, Kirk, I'm taking away your heart and now I'm giving you mine. 
I can still hear those words. And with that, it was like my chest opened up and it was rather like a bit noisy experience for me. I was like screaming and crying because I could feel God reaching into my chest. And he reached into my chest and he took my cold, dark heart. He took it out of me. And he held it in front of me. And then he blasted it clean with his love. And I remember buckets of tears on the floor at this point in time. And then he put my heart back into me. Except I knew it was no longer my heart. It was property of Jesus. I heard him say it. I'm giving you my heart. That moment changed my life forever. Changed my life forever. And there's been a lot that's want to come and take away that moment from me that happened. And put my old, cold, stony heart back in play. But Jesus' love, the Father's love, the, the Holy Spirit's love is so powerful, so kind and so good. The other time I heard God was when I was, oh, about 10, 12 years, 10, 10 or so years ago, when God told me to become the pastor of a church, this church. And I remember this group of people praying with me at the time. And when they prayed for me, they put their hands on me, just like this. They just put their hands on me, just like this. And as they prayed for me, I closed my eyes and Jesus came and stood in front of me. And Jesus looked over his shoulder at me, just like this. Just sort of like over his shoulder. And he said these two things. And I hear him say these two things to me every day I rise. He said, Kirk, two things. Stay close and keep up. And then he turned around and he started walking. And at that I knew that this was going to be how I would spend my every single day. Staying close to Jesus and keeping up with what he's doing in our life. He spoke that so clearly to me. And a lot has come and gone and tried to rob me of what happened in that moment. But the voice of God was so strong. Left such a mark in my heart that it compels me. Now, right now, in all of our lives... There's a lot of voices. There's voices saying, you're only acceptable if you achieve greatness in sports or as as a parent, you're somehow successful. Rubbish. There's voices out there saying, you need to earn mountains of money to have a secure life. Rubbish. There's voices out there filling our heads and hearts every day. And let me tell you, it's just like potatoes. It's earwax. 
And Jesus wants to clean that out. Because when we're listening to all those voices, we're being robbed of living every day by the power of the one true voice, the one who spoke and the creation came to be. The voice of God, most high. The, the God of Samuel, the God of Deborah, the God of Kirk, and the God of you all. Friends, this morning, God wants to open the communication lines again with each and every one of you. It's not right that you should be robbed of a conversation with God. It is not right that you should be robbed of that. And right now, actually, I just want to, Job said it like this. Now, Job, he had a pretty pressurized circumstance. He had a tough gig to walk through, a bit like Ula. She had a hard place to walk through. But Job says this. He says, I've treasured the words of God's mouth more than daily bread. Now, if you're anything like me, I need a good feed. At least twice, maybe three times a day. But Job, his whole life was, God, I've got to hear you speak to me more than having my belly filled with food. He highly treasured it. And you know what Jesus said about the kingdom of God being like treasure hidden in the field. When the person found the treasure in the field, he went and sold everything he had to buy the treasure. How much treasure do we place or value do we place in hearing the voice of God? This morning I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask God to turn on the communication channel for you again. Because Jesus said, they who belong to God hear his voice. That's both a promise and a reality from Jesus for all of us. So this morning, right now, I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. And if you want the communication channel opened up again and you want to hear God, not because you're special, not because you think you've earned the right, but because you realise this is God's love for your life, that you hear him. If you would like to hear God, why don't you just where you are, stand up where you are and we're going to pray for you right now. They who belong to God hear his voice. Just close your eyes, those of you who are standing. And the rest of us are just going to honour God right now and just keep our mouths shut. Come, Holy Spirit.
Come and just touch your people again. Release the birthright of the children. The promise of Jesus' words over the children of God again. Ears, be open. Hearts, be enlightened right now to know the hope of Christ. Mind, receive the mind of Christ. Emotions, receive the love of God. In Jesus' name, Father, we just come before you and we do acknowledge that there's been a lot of voices that have bought our attention. And Lord, we just want to say that we got that one wrong. We're really sorry. We've been made to hear you. Would you just let the goodness of your grace now just come and reorder our lives with a fresh hunger for hearing your voice. There was wisdom that day that you said to Moses, put this in the book, that humanity does not live on bread alone but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. There was wisdom that day that Jesus quoted that scripture over the people, and there's wisdom in it now. Holy Spirit, let the wisdom of God be ours. And I just speak in the name of Jesus to every deafening spirit and every demonic assignment that has been sent to rob the people of God from hearing God. I confound your plans right now in Jesus' name. And I declare your plans broken. Your distractions gone. Your power revoked. In Jesus' name. And I bless these ears. I bless them. I bless these ears now. Hear your Father. Hear your Father. Hear your Father. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you just release your manifest presence on some of our ears, eyes, hearts, and minds and bodies right now. Your manifest presence. Let us feel your touch on us. The fire of your presence, your love, God. In Jesus' name.
God. 